Welcome to the Pain-Free Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Heller, and if there's one thing I've learned after being a fitness and health professional and a chronic pain sufferer for over a decade, it's that every body is unique. On this show, I sit down with health and wellness experts in an effort to gather as many different perspectives, journeys, and philosophies as possible. Join me in cultivating a collective growth mindset and challenge yourself to take away just one key point from each episode that inspires you to think or behave differently. Have a pain-free day and enjoy this episode. What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to the Pain-Free Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Mariah. And as you probably know by now, if you've listened and if not, welcome. But uh, my mission in life is to create a collective growth mindset in the, the fitness and the wellness spaces. And the way that I believe in starting on the path to doing that is by having a lot of conversations with people from diverse backgrounds and with unique perspectives and stories. And so my intention today and my intention for you all today is to take away, even if it's just one thing that you can implement in your life that can help change the way you think or change the way you behave, you know, immediately after, uh, I, I would consider that a success from this episode. And I think with my guest, that is going to be a really easy thing to do because she has a really awesome story and just a great philosophy. So my guest today is Grace Wesson, and Grace has an awesome story. So after completely burning out at the age of 24, she actually quit her executive job and began a journey of self-discovery. She is now a NASM certified personal trainer and a wellness and energy coach, would love to talk about that. I think that's super important, who specializes in helping all types of humans define and create lasting wellness in their lives. Now, Grace is actually not someone who prescribes to diet culture, and she considers herself a fat positive trainer and coach, so she doesn't promote or encourage intentional weight loss. So we are going to get to a lot of those topics today, but Grace, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely excited to talk to you today. I'm really excited too. And the first thing I want to ask you about is your journey, because I think it's really relatable for people to be kind of maybe stuck in a corporate job or a place where they're not getting their needs met and they don't know how to transition out of that. And so can you tell me a little bit about what brought you to the place you are now and what makes wellness such an important thing in your life? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess growing up, like weight loss was always like a main focus. I was put on my like first diet at age eight. (laughs) So everything that I knew about fitness, about wellness, anything like that, about taking care of myself was literally just eat less food, lose weight. Like there was no like, take care of your body by moving it this way. Even though I was into sports, I was never like taught any of that. I was never taught, you know, take care of your mental health, take care of your emotional health, all these other things that go into it. So my mother was health conscious, but just in a way where it was like, don't gain weight. <laughs> so that was kind of something that I, I had um, growing up al- almost my entire life. And so when I was 18 and I was out on my own, I was like, okay, well, screw that. <laughs> um, 
and and because I didn't have anything else to fall back on I just knew like I'm not going to diet anymore um I had no idea how to take care of myself in any way <laughs> so I ended up kind of falling in the job I ended up getting was like very much an accident like it was literally a job I got on Craigslist it happened to be a startup company and so as I grew I worked for that company for about five years so during that time I grew with the company I moved up up and up and up you know and um of course because of the nature of the work uh it became very stressful and I had absolutely no idea how to how to manage my stress or anything at all like that and so um you know being 21 22 having all this money having no idea how to take care of myself being super stressed out um of course I'm gonna say of course but I, I turned to you know self-medicating so I was drinking and I was doing other drugs and just anything that I could do to get my mind off of the stress of work um and I would, I just had, I had the worst habits, like every habit that you could possibly imagine, awful. I was smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. I had a boss who was buying me cigarettes. So that kind of tells you the, the type of environment that I was in was very toxic. And I just had, I had no way to know how to take care of myself. I was living by myself. I was basically just hiding from the world, trying to get through every day and not really realizing that I found myself like in this very, very dark place. So it took about, you know, four or five years of this job to get me to where I was kind of at my own personal rock bottom. I was not leaving my house to hang out with anyone unless it had to do with getting drunk or something. I was, you know, uh, not eating all day, but then I'd like binge eat at home at, you know, during the night and um, just feeling awful. <laughs> And I had several nights where I was just alone in my apartment crying because I just felt awful. I had no idea even where to start. Like it was the worst I'd ever felt in my life, emotionally, physically. Every single day I woke up and like rolled into work at the last minute, just like waiting for my life to just like explode in front of my face. Um, and that's basically where I was at. And uh, I finally got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't even like I was waiting for it to explode in front of my face because I was done and I wanted something to, to make me have to change the way I was living my life. But I also got to the point where I couldn't wait for that to happen any longer. Like I was like, OK, I have to do this now. I have to change my life because this I feel terrible. I know this can't be it for me. I know I can't keep going down this path. So um I was like all right I'm in a, a lease for my apartment for you know this many more months and even just quitting the job I had was scary and not like it was scary for so many reasons but one I had like a BMW that they were leasing um I had you know my apartment that I couldn't afford if I didn't have a job I had all these things that I had to figure out and then of course even just telling my bosses that I was quitting it was a very like it was a very toxic work environment because we were all so invested emotionally and it was one of those like we're a family type things and so even I literally had to quit like three times before they would even accept the fact that I was quitting and leaving um so it was really a big deal for me to figure out how do I get out of my apartment how do I get out of this job where am I gonna go like what am I gonna drive like all of this stuff um thankfully I was able to move back in with my dad um, after getting out of my apartment, quitting my job, doing all that stuff, uh, moving to like, I think I was like 30, 40 miles away from where 
my job was where I had been living before. So I was able to get myself out of that environment. And that alone was like one, just getting rid of the stress of quitting my job, you know, and then getting away from where all that garbage was going down um, was a great starting point. I was finally able to start clearing my head, start getting an idea of what do I want? How do I want to feel? How am I going to make that happen? Like, where do I even start? You know, I really just felt like I had the doors open for me for like the rest of my life. And I could finally kind of create my life the way I wanted it. And up until that point, I'd kind of just been falling into this falling, you know, I never had an idea of what I wanted. I never knew what I wanted. I never had a path. I kind of just like happened to roll up on opportunities and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll try this for a while kind of thing. So I was finally like, all right, I get to decide what I want to do. I have no responsibilities. I have like nothing else but to figure out who I am right now. And uh, so that's where I kind of started finally, like digging into, you know, what do I love doing? Who do I want to be? Where do I see myself going in life? And uh, during that time, I got pregnant. So then, of course, again, it was like, oh, my gosh, now I have to like rethink my entire life again. And I'm still only like halfway through changing my life. And it, it was a big thing. So then I moved again. Um, I had my son and um, this is kind of a long, long winded story, but it's all important to how I got to where I am. Uh, and while I was pregnant, I gained like 70 pounds and I was in so much pain. Like I couldn't move well. Like it was an awful pregnancy. I was sick all the time. And, uh, so of course, like after I had my son, the very first thing I was like, you know, I'm going to lose all this baby weight. So that's all I knew. All I knew was if you don't like your life, if you don't like the way you feel, um, lose weight like because that's what I had been learning my entire life so I was like I can't wait to you know be able to get back in the gym and just lose all this weight and, and uh so what I realized though so I had my son and I did I started working out I lost the baby weight um but what I realized during that journey was that it had nothing to do with losing the weight it was all about the fact that I was moving my body in ways that I loved and the ways that I enjoyed and I was forced to confront things like my postpartum depression and anxiety and forced to actually tackle those things that I had actually been struggling with long before I had a child. I just didn't have a reason to pull myself out of that, you know, and I think that I had a child now and I was like, I need to get well from every aspect. So I need to work on my mental health. I need to work on my emotional health. Um, and then I kind of just started to realize that there was just like this whole world of wellness and energy and all this other stuff that gets really neglected in the fitness or, you know, just the gym world and with toxic diet culture and all that stuff. Um, losing weight has never, ever made me happy. I've been all over the board with my weight my entire life. I've been very skinny. I've been, you know, my current BMI, I think is technically like morbidly obese like I'm like at the very very high end of that um and I am way happier right now than I have been at any of my skinniest points so um it's really just this journey I had of finally getting to a point where my eyes are open to like sitting down and getting to know yourself and what you truly want out of life and what makes you happy what ways of moving your body feel good to you what's sustainable um and letting go of that trying to achieve weight loss is something that's going to make you happy because it never ever is um especially if you cannot find happiness where you're at um and so 
Yeah, so that's kind of how I got to where I was. During that, I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer I because I've always loved just being active and I do love the gym. Um, and then, of course, getting into personal training, all they teach you is here's how to help people lose weight. Here's how to help people put on muscle. Like those are pretty much uh, what you learn. And um, so I knew from the very beginning that I was not going to be the kind of person that was going to go work at a big box gym because that's not what I was going to offer. Um, so I have been developing kind of my personal philosophy and everything and um really really focusing on helping women love their bodies um helping people anyone who wants to find a way to make wellness work for them in a way that actually makes them feel well because what's the point <laughs> if you're doing all these things and you hate everything you're doing day to day just because you're trying to achieve this goal that you're not even really sure you want it's just been told to you that that's what you need to do um that's not wellness so it's really this holistic well-rounded approach of one, diving into yourself and getting to know yourself. And then two, from there, developing these enjoyable, sustainable practices that you can carry with you throughout your entire life. Mm. Yeah, that's how I got to it. Powerful, really powerful. And there's several things that you just said that I want to touch on and we will. Yeah, absolutely. About diet culture. I want to talk about a bunch of the things that you just said. Something that I want to kind of go back to, which I think is a really important and very maybe common lesson, is the signs that our body gives us when something that we're doing is not right. And I think a lot of people know, and it, it sounds like the signs that your body was giving you when you were, let's say, you know, in your, your corporate job with your startup, you were depressed, you were crying, it, and it mm -hmm. was maybe a little bit more blatant. And I'm sure that was gradual. I'm sure it wasn't all just like all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, something that I realized, cause I'm actually in the, I'm in the process of kind of leaving the corporate space and going into my own business, like full on mm -hmm. into that as well. And I've had a lot of financial trauma in the past. I lived in my car at one point, like, so similar type of fears with leaving that environment, right? Like mm -hmm. I was like, I never thought in a million years I would make this much money. Like I should just be grateful. I should just be grateful. And you just tell yourself that. But I took a week off, which I hadn't done in years. And after I think two days, I started to realize, wow, I'm sleeping through the night. I have not had a migraine in the last 48 hours. Mm -hmm. I am digesting my food well. And this was, I knew that I was having symptoms of anxiety, but I didn't realize how many until I stepped away from it. And that honestly was the final straw for me because I was just like, clearly this is having more of an effect on me than I think it is. And, you know, then you step away and you realize like, okay, now I actually have the energy and the drive to do the things I want to do to begin with. And other things kind of start to fall into place. But to, to kind of go back on that a little bit, what do you think are some of the signs that our body gives us when we might be in that place, but the signs are a little bit more subtle? Uh, mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you think some of those are? Yeah, I think... 
a really big one is just feeling exhausted all the time for seemingly no reason, right? Even if you're getting eight hours of sleep at night, you wake up exhausted, you just want to nap all day. Um, I'm a big depression napper. So that's one for me is like, and not even that, it's just like you, it's just like that general exhaustion, um, feeling lethargic and just, uh, you know, not wanting to do anything, but also not thinking that you physically are capable of doing anything because you're exhausted and tired as well. Um, and that's a really big one. And I kind of experienced that a lot. Um, and thinking like, I'm sick, there's something wrong with me, right? I, there must be some medical condition or for some reason that I'm feeling so chronically fatigued all the time. And then you kind of come to realize that it's your body's, it's like the very first signal of everything else you were talking about too, with the stress and anxiety has such a physical effect on your body that most people don't realize and it's not just like oh your heart rate's up you're sweating whatever it may be when you're having like a panic attack but like those long-term effects of your digestion migraines I have a migraine issue too and that's like the first thing that happens as soon as like I get uh stressed out is like migraine I know that I'm like overloaded when I'm getting migraines like that and that's such a big thing um so yeah I think that being tired is a really big one that a lot of people kind of just write off as like you know either that's just life it's uh you know that's because I'm getting older or it's because um for whatever reason, you know, um I do think that that's a really big one that people tend to ignore um and then they I had a big problem with this too. And then you just start dumping caffeine into yourself and that kind of perpetuates the issue as well. And so it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy of exhaustion. And um, I really liked what you were saying about how, you know, you took a break and you stepped away and you finally started to feel the difference. And I think that's the really unfortunate thing is that we get stuck in these jobs uh because we feel like we have to and all of our mental energy all of our physical energy emotional energy is being sucked up in these jobs you don't even have time to realize that you don't feel great you don't even have time to realize that you're not doing what you want um and I think that for me was a big thing when I was able to get away from my job and and actually because I was one of those people my whole life that I was like I don't know what I want to do with my life I don't know what I'm passionate about I'm not really passionate about anything you know I can do whatever it doesn't really matter to me um when I finally had that space I was able to start exploring and start trying new things and getting that mental clarity of like what do I really love doing and what makes me feel good like what adds to my life and lights me up as opposed to what am I continually pouring myself into that's just taking away and not giving me anything beneficial in return um I think I went a little off topic with that <laughs> not at all not at all yeah I, I think that's really really important just developing that self-awareness and that plays pretty strongly into fitness and wellness as well, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you've got to be, the first step is being aware of what you are feeling on a regular basis or even on a, on a specific basis. And so if you're listening to this and you're relating and saying, wow, I do feel tired all the time, or I do have trouble sleeping, or I am having heart palpitations for no reason <laughs> or headaches or whatever it is, there's usually a reason behind that. And 
sometimes we need to dig a little bit deeper to figure out what that is and just know that you always have options because a lot of people think that they might not. Um, so kind of segueing into something that you said about weight loss and mm -hmm. how weight loss is something that is pushed on, I think, especially women, I think men get men get, get kind of a, a different societal conditioning, which we can talk about as well, but especially for women, we are very much conditioned to make ourselves smaller. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like the more money you make, you think the happier you're going to be, the smaller I get, smaller I make my body, the happier I'm going to be. And if I can just get to this point, if I can just be as skinny as that person, then, then I'll be happy and I won't have anything to worry about. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Like you, it sounds like you went through that weight loss journey and didn't yeah. feel like different. Um, what was that realization like for you? So man, this, cause it's been such a lifelong journey for me. Like I said, like I was a kind of chubby kid and, and my dad was someone who had struggled with his weight. My mom's someone who's just like naturally fit. And, uh, my dad was someone who'd struggled with his weight. And I, uh, when they kind of noticed that I was like the chubbier of my siblings, they were like, Oh, she's going to be the one that struggles with her weight, you know? So, uh, when I was like eight years old, they were like, all right, you know, no more cheeseburgers and you're going to eat salads and all this stuff. And of course, by then I was already to the point where I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to be fat, you know, because that it gets put into your brain from such a young age. It's crazy. Yeah. And you don't even get like a chance to decide how you feel about your own body before someone else is telling you how you should feel about it. Um, so that just put me on this lifelong journey of like, you know, thousand calorie diets. And then of course that's not sustainable. So I'd gain weight back, but then I'd be like, oh no, I'm getting too fat now. So then I do the same thing again. And it's just like, literally, I think I've been like gaining and losing like the same 120 pounds my entire life. No joke. Like that is the drastic difference of how much my weight has fluctuated. And I always have looked back and I look at these pictures where, you know, I objectively now I can look and say, wow, I was very thin then, but I remember hating my body still. I remember thinking like that wasn't enough. I remember then being upset that I didn't have curves. I was just, you know, I had, just had like a straight body, but I was thin. And so it's just like this very, like, even when you're thin, there's still going to be things that you don't like about your body, right? It's not like you just lose weight, get thin, and now you magically have this body that's like you're, you know, that you're in love with. Um, and so I think it was just like a lifelong journey of going back and forth and finally getting to the point where I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, why am I doing it? I know that just striving for a certain number or just striving, you know, to get my pant size down to a certain point, whatever it may be, has never worked, never been a long-term solution. Um, it's never made me happy with my body. It's never given me self-confidence. The one thing that um, has always given me self-confidence is when I am, for me personally, is when I'm in the gym and I'm lifting weights. I don't know what it is about that, but it just, it doesn't matter what my body looks like. doesn't matter what the scale says, getting in the gym and just moving heavy shit around has yeah. always made me feel like such a badass. So I was like, why am I even worried? Like, why... 
I'm not going to focus on losing weight anymore. I'm going to focus on doing what I love and doing what makes me feel confident and awesome. And realizing that that had nothing to do with weight loss really is a very freeing experience. And um, learning that I can love my body at all of its stages and there's nothing inherently bad about it because I'm, you know, that dirty word, quote unquote, fat. Um, There's nothing wrong with fat and like inherently wrong with that. You're not a bad person. You're not lazy. You're not, you know, there's nothing. I don't know why there's this like perception that it's morally wrong to be overweight, which is just insane. Um, And then of course you have my brother's a doctor. So I do have that side of like, you know, I'm just worried about your health and it's for your health and all this stuff. And it's, um, that's a whole other can of worms to open up. But often people who are overweight have real health issues overlooked because the first advice they're given is lose weight um, Mm -hmm. as a solution to everything, which it is not. Um, And I, one thing too, that I noticed, and this is kind of just like something that's come along during my personal journey is that I've of course, like networked a bunch. I've met a bunch of people on Instagram is really awesome place where I've just, you know, been able to follow a lot of other people's journeys. And very frequently, I've seen this so often now, it's very strange. You see someone go through like this huge weight loss journey, right? Like total transformation. And then something happens to them. Like one woman got a brain tumor. Another woman was diagnosed with cancer. Like, so you see that, like, and it's seeing that journey of like, they're so upset because they're like, I just went through this whole health journey because I did what I can control and I lost weight. I did what I was told to do or supposed to do by society standard. Now I'm, you know, I've achieved that goal and now I'm hit with a health condition that is completely out of my control. And so there's this, you cannot control your health to a certain extent, right? There's always things that are going to happen that are out of your control. And you might be someone who's lucky enough to be completely healthy throughout your entire life. And you might not be someone who's lucky enough to have that experience. So putting this like moral obligation on people to lose weight for their health is so baffling to me when that is very one small piece of your health. That is just one piece of your health. And it comes very often at the expense of your mental health, of your emotional health, and even of your physical health, right? People who go through those dramatic weight loss uh, transformations are losing their hair. They start missing their periods. Their body is sounding all these alarm responses because it is such a traumatic change um, so quickly that it, it's unhealthy in and of itself to do it that way. And so I think that, um, and you don't learn anything. That's the other thing about toxic diet culture. You do not learn anything. You don't learn how to, you know, actually put good foods into your body and actually fuel your body, fuel your body um, for what you want to do. If you're on a weight loss journey and you're tired all the time, chances are you're just, you're not even eating enough. So like, how are you going to get out there and be your best self and live life to the fullest, which is what people think they're going to be doing, right? When they finally get fit, then they're finally going to have this life that they want. And it's like, right now you're living a life of taking away and for me everything is about adding to your life so I think that's why I love like being in the gym uh, and you know being able to take up more space uh, as opposed to just going through this journey of losing losing weight right like it's always like you said getting smaller losing weight eating less doing all these things where it's like as women, we are trained to just shrink everything about ourselves. And so I think 
going through this process of eating to fuel my body so I can get in the gym and hit a new PR and doing all these things where I'm really expanding who I am has not only started like from a physical sense, but then has given me the confidence to go out and expand who I am in the world and be loud and be open and take up space and speak my truth and do all of these things that had and none of that confidence has come from losing weight ever. I've only ever gotten more insecure by losing weight. Even if I think that physically I look better, I start acting out in much more insecure ways because now I have to be like, oh, I'm skinny. So I must be, you know, confident now. So let me do all these things that's actually compensating for that when I'm really not feeling confident in myself, um, if that makes any sense. <laughs> absolutely does. And some really important points there. None of what you just said is about ignoring health issues, right? Like mm -hmm. I think so many people see the body positive movement and they think you're encouraging people to be unhealthy. And I hate that association because I'm sure some people do. I, you know, there's always people that are more on the extreme end. But what I'm hearing you say is, look at more than just the weight, right? So if a client comes to me and they are overweight, I'm, I'm not really even going to focus on that. I'm going to ask them what they're doing every day. You know, mm -hmm. if someone's overweight and they are actually putting pretty toxic stuff into their body on a regular basis, they're drinking a lot, they're eating a bunch of sugar, they are not giving themselves enough time to sleep, they are not moving their bodies, they're in pain those types of things. That's what I'm going to focus on. And that's when it's not just the weight, but maybe that's show that's part of the way that those unhealthy habits show up in their bodies. Whereas I might have another client who weighs exactly the same has the same build and everything, but they are eating well and they're happy and they're sleeping and they are killing it in the gym, lifting weights, just like you said. And with that person, maybe they want to lose weight, but I'm really going to focus more with them on like, what's, you know, what's some process things that we can change and just like some habitual things and things that can make you feel stronger and make you feel more, more alive as opposed to, okay, well, in three months, we want you to be down 20 pounds, you know, because I, I totally agree that it doesn't teach you anything. Um, people don't usually take away the sustainable habits of what can I keep in my life after this process is over. It's all about getting to that number and you get there and you're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. <really> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's a really good point. There's a couple things you said that um, I do want to touch on. And one was that like, you know, um, you go through this crazy diet and you, you know, you're working out way more than you normally would and you're eating way less than you normally would and you lose the weight and then you get to that and you're like so I just have to do this forever now because that sounds awful yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah if you want to stay where you're at right now you kind of do have to induce to that to some extent right there's like a little bit less because you're maintaining and not losing but still it's going to look drastically different than what you're used to right and the way you were living before which isn't always bad it's good to change but when you're doing it in a way where you go to someone else they prescribe you know this weight loss routine to you like you're going to do this this many days and you're going to eat this these days and it's not something you enjoy it's not something that even makes you feel good right like you feel tired you're starving you're cranky all these things um when you get to the end of that you have no like 
motivation to continue doing those things because most people and myself especially um by the time I get to the end of that I'm like oh god I'm free like I'm done with the diet I'm free like I can enjoy my life again and uh that's so counterproductive right so make like you said making these habitual changes and and I think one thing that goes along with what you said too is the first thing that we need to do is not like, okay, like how many pounds do you need to lose to get you into this green area or whatever it is? It's like, let's sit down. How do you feel? If you don't know how you feel, we need to spend a week where you just every day check in with your body and journal about it and like figure out where you're at right now. How do you really feel in your body, out of your body, about your body, all those things, which is like, so basic that's the very first step and we're not taught that most people go through their lives ignoring that completely because we're so busy with all these other things we don't start there we start with okay I'm not happy I've got all this shit going on I need to lose 30 pounds we don't start with okay how do I actually feel why am I unhappy does it even have anything to do with my weight or is it because like it's hard for me to get up off the floor and that's like making my life harder honestly and there's so many other things you can do for that and it's not losing 30 pounds so um really really I really encourage everyone to sit down with themselves get to know yourself get to know your body start engaging with your feelings and your emotions and your mental health and all of that before you ever worry about physically changing your body and then from there you can create these habits and these routines that you enjoy that add to your life that lift you up that inspire you that motivate you and that's something that you're going to be able to sustain throughout your life Ooh, major mic drop moment right there. I love that. <laughs> I just got chills. But yes, there is actually a huge parallel in what you just said with, with something that I do, because a majority of my clientele are actually not the weight loss um, mm-hmm. demographic. It's more chronic pain and, you know, right. and how do I get out of that? But there's something that I do with my clients, which is, you know, kind of a variation of the five whys analysis. It's just root cause, like mm-hmm. why, why is it? And so you might have someone that I might have someone that comes to me with shoulder pain and it is just devastating to them. And they are so focused on it. And I'm like, why, you know, why, why is this, why is this having such a major effect on your life? And I went through all this myself, by the way. So I, I have empathy for this, but mm-hmm. um, why is this shoulder pain having such a big effect on your mental health? Well, because I, I can't lift anymore. Okay. Why, why did you, why did you really love lifting so much? Well, I liked, I liked to be able to do presses because I was good at them. Why did you like that? What, what made you feel good about that? Well, it made me feel strong. Okay. So are there other things that we can do to make you feel like you're strong? You know, other things, it's not just that thing. And I don't think a lot of people think about that. We, we, we tie our whole identity and the way that we feel around this one thing that we're doing. Maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it's overhead pressing and being able to do that. Like, you know, and we don't think about the why and kind of the essence of that. And what actually is in that that makes us feel a certain way. And I think absolutely, we'd have a lot less extreme mentality, I think, in, in the fitness industry. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That a hundred percent that is, I've, it's so funny when you talk about that. Cause like I experienced that again, right? Every time you think you're like, I've got it figured out, right? Like, I know what I'm doing now. I know what makes me happy. Something hits you again and you learn a new thing and you learn a new thing. So I, um, of course, COVID hit all the gyms shut down. And right before that, I was when I was like in it the most in it, like the gym was like, my church, I was there every day, like it was like, the one thing that I just love. And then they were all closed. <laughs> and uh, of course, that transition is, um, I started to I started taking a lot of walks outside and I discovered that I live a mile away from a beautiful river with a beautiful bridge. And it's like, I was like, wow, how have I not been doing this every day already? So then I was able to walk there every single day and just be in nature. And like, it was just so healing for me to have that. I never would have even discovered that had I been continuously going to the gym because habitually that's just what I want to do. Um, and then once COVID ended or not even when it ended, but things were kind of looking better. I was able to find a gym that was open, like in a different County. And I was like, started going there. And then I broke my elbow. And so it was like this, like, you know, the universe was trying to teach me that very lesson. I think that you were just talking about where it was like, no, you need to not just default to this because it's the one thing that you think makes you feel confident and you've latched onto it. You still need to continue to do that other work and find other things that make you feel confident and then find a way to feel like internally confident, like no matter what you're doing. And that's, that's all whole nother realm of things to dive into but because things like that happen because you can get a brain tumor because you can break your elbow because the world shuts down you need to find a way to be internally confident internally stable and know that you know you're a freaking badass who can do whatever they want no matter what the circumstances are around them um so yeah definitely it reminds me of a, a tony robbins interview i was listening to where he said, you need to make the choice to be happy no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like you have to consciously make that choice because so many people say, well, I was happy, but then what, you know, I I got a brain tumor. I I was happy, but then my friend died. I was happy, but then all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. it's you know, it's like, I I hate to break it to you, but there's always going to be something to be unhappy about. It might be your physical state. It might be something that's happening elsewhere. It might be a pandemic, a global pandemic that, you know, just wreaked havoc on the world, but there's always going to be something that you could be unhappy about, but are you going to make the choice to find, to fill that void within yourself, as opposed to Mm -hmm. looking elsewhere Mm -hmm. at you know, oh, well, this is why I'm unhappy. And if I just, if I just do this, if I just do this one thing, then I'll be happy. That is so fragile. That is such a fragile mental place to be. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. And that's why I stress so much that it is important to know yourself because when you do know these little tiny things that light you up or make you feel aligned or make you feel energized, which that goes into my whole energetic thing. Um, When you know those things, if you've taken the time to learn those things about yourself, you're always going to have something, even if it's the smallest little action to fall back on when you, something gets taken away, right? When whatever it was that you thought was making you happy disappears and it's gone. And now you're distraught and you're falling into that dark tunnel again, which still happens, right? 
we all get those like no matter how much work you do you're there's hard times for everyone and um but knowing those things that you can easily fall back into that are easy to do if it's something like if you're so depressed that you can't get off your couch you can have something a backup plan like if you love journaling if you know you love reading if you there's something so easy you can do that when you're in that darkest place you're like okay I just need to pick up a book like that I just need to start writing things down like it's very attainable accessible thing for you to do that switches your mind back onto that right path of like okay I know who I am I know what I love and now I can start to you know recreate a new routine or whatever it may be that makes me feel good again even though I've lost that one thing that I attached everything to and it's not easy it's not instantaneous like I don't expect anyone to be like you know something terrible happens and they're like nope I'm still happy you know I've I I'm you know so steady in myself that I'm still happy it's like no you learn from those times that things suck and you're sad and you're upset but if you know yourself well enough it's a lot easier to come out of that and a lot easier to rebuild you know those habits of happiness that you had before now this makes me curious the things that you're talking about sort of shifting your mindset and like you said not being not being positive when it's not appropriate toxic positivity i've said mm-hmm. this before it is a thing <laughs> it's important it is. Saying, ignore what's going on and, and don't acknowledge that things are sad or unhappy that's that causes a lot more problems but the the thing that you're talking about is this what you mean when you say like energy coaching or does that play into it at all it it definitely does um my when i talk about energy coaching it's like it's so broad right even just the word energy is so broad right it can be you know literally the electricity when you switch a light switch on it can be uh your physical energy right if you're tired you know you're not feeling very energetic uh it can be your emotional energy right you're like oh i don't want to have a conversation about that right now because i'm not emotionally prepared for that your mental energy and i have this whole um breakdown where I break down all those different types of energy that just as a human you experience and um, just human beings are very energetic people like our nervous system runs on energy our digestive system breaks down food and turns it into energy so we're literally just like buzzing with all those different types of energy and um, so where I start is breaking it down into like these categories where it's very tangible and easy to understand. We start talking about what that feels like for you when it's low, when it's high, your physical energy, your mental energy, all those different things. And once you kind of start to get a grasp on that, then I just like take it off the rails and we go super woo woo. Um, <laughs> and uh, I start talking about, you know, intentional energy and like magical energy and all these other things um, that I personally have discovered in the past kind of few years about myself where I feel very um, connected to my personal energy and I feel very powerful in using that intentionally and being able to do things that are just releasing energy out of my body. If I feel like I'm holding on to things that are causing me pain physically or mentally, emotionally, having these rituals where I actually release that energy out of my body to help me feel better physically. Um, and then of course, doing things like, uh, I do have a podcast and part of that podcast is witchery. So one thing that I do love to do is having these actual um, kind of magical rituals that I do, energetic rituals that just help me feel aligned, help me feel grounded and help me feel like I have like 
the universe has my back, right? Like really connecting to the universe because when you are someone who has struggled with anxiety, struggled with depression, it's very, very lonely. Um, and so having these rituals where you're like, you feel like there is someone who has your back in the world, in the universe, even if it's not an actual person, even if it's just like nature, the moon, whatever it may be, even if, if you're the kind of person that believes like you just have some untapped, uh, power in your brain right like the human mind is incredibly powerful that's a very tangible real thing and we know from science that we don't use all of our brain and it has like this limitless potential so even if you're not in the woo-woo into like the woo-woo stuff you can think about it as a way of like finding that extra power in your brain that you can unlock that can take you further than you ever thought you could go on your own so um that's where that all energy stuff comes in I always like to start it in this very physical tangible real way because most people won't you know it's not easy to just jump to this other if you don't know your energy you can't use your energy in a beneficial way right you're pro you're using it all the time not intentionally so you could be using it in good ways and negative ways but you don't even know because you're not connected to it at all so starting from that very tangible real energetic perspective and then being able to take that into using it in more um less tangible ways and more like ethereal ways and things like that um yeah my energy my energy coaching goes into all of that stuff and I typically tie this all together because your physical body is a huge part of that as well that is super super cool and I want to pause here because this is something that I think is really neat about the fitness and wellness industry is that there's so many different perspectives on what fitness and wellness and energy and health even mean. And I encountered this, you know, I've, I, I always try to like bring guests on that, that know about like different things than I know, because mm -hmm. I have, I feel like I can learn something from that, you know, and I think so many people hear things that they might not necessarily resonate with. And especially in this industry, we immediately go, oh, well, that's BS. That's mm -hmm. wrong. That's stupid. Right. And so just kind of for some, for some background, if I back up, like, I very much believe that people can choose kind of what, how, how far to believe like certain things in the spiritual realm mm -hmm. and depending on what your brain resonates with, that's probably what you're going to believe more heavily. And I think some of that is trained. I think some of that is natural for me. I have always had a really tough time wrapping my mind around things that I can't concretely see mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean so like for me like astrology doesn't really work for me like I'm just like how <laughs> you know but that doesn't it doesn't mean that I think that people that believe in astrology or that I think that astrology is wrong it's just something that might not necessarily be the most helpful to me and so for me, I've had clients that want to tap into more of the energy stuff and they really want to get into more of that, like, you know, beyond the physical body. And I'm not a good fit for them because I just don't really understand it to the extent that I could. The same way that if a client came to me and wanted to train for ultra endurance events, I would not know where to start. Absolutely. Yeah. 
it's the same type of a thing. So I think this is just a really beautiful thing to pause on. And if you are a trainer or a practitioner or even a client listening to this, like there's always someone that can kind of speak your language. And I might not be able to speak someone's language, but you would like if they wanted to tap into that a little bit more. And I just think that's really cool. So that's all I had to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, Yeah. And that's why it is super important to really build your network too, because if you do have someone who comes to you and they're like, I want to do this specifically, you're like, I can't teach you how to do that, but guess what? I know someone who can. So, um, and you know, referring people to someone who can help them. And I think the one thing that I really love about, like I said, like I knew I wasn't going to be a personal trainer and like, you know, a big box gym or anything is because I already knew that like, there are very specific types of people who are going to find me, who need to work with me. They're not going to find me and, you know, they're not going to find me in all day long fitness, <laughs> that gym, you know? So it's like those, I'm not going to find them there. I'm not going to be able to help who I know that I need to help being in that kind of place. So I needed to go to the internet. I needed to try to find, you know, there's, of course, there's other places where I, I can go, even like a yoga studio, right? I'm probably going to find people who are more in line with Um, with what I teach and Mm. so I think that's really awesome is that there is somebody for uh, there's a different kind of trainer for every single person out there and you know some people might think they're like oh well everyone's a fitness trainer now everyone thinks they knows what they're talking about or it's so saturated or like you know there's really room for it's such health and wellness and um, just it fitness is such a personal thing that for every single person in the world there's a different way to do it So for as many people in the world there are, there can be that many different trainers that you could go to um, who are going to have a completely different perspective and teach something completely different. Um, Yeah, and it's all about just finding who you align with and who is going to help you get more of what you want when it comes to that wellness world. So absolutely. (laughs) So I agree. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, one of my, one of my guests that was on, uh, a little while ago said, if you find a trainer that claims to know everything. So if they never turn a client away, they take everybody on, they say they can help you no matter what it's more likely they know next to nothing. (laughs) And so I think it's really important if, if you are a trainer listening to this or a coach, know your niche, like know what you can't do, because there are some things that you can't do. Like I said, if someone wants to be a professional athlete, if someone wants to tap into energy work, if someone wants to run endurance stuff, I'm not going to be able to help them. Um, but I'll refer them out to someone who can. So know your niche and know what, what you can and, and kind of can't do right now. And I think that's really powerful. And if you are a client and you encounter someone who's like, oh yeah, I'm a trainer and I can, and I'm also a physical therapist. I can tell you all about all your injuries and I'm also going to crack your back because, you know, like, <laughs> and, and I'm going to talk to you about all this other stuff because I just know everything. Not a good sign, really bad sign actually. So absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, so, the cracking your back part with us like really I'm 
my parents were actually chiropractors and uh so that's just funny to me it's actually it's really weird because like growing up this is so off topic but like growing up everyone was like oh that's so weird like you know they come over and I'd be like getting an adjustment they're like oh that's so weird but I feel like like chiropractic like went out for a bit but like right now it's like really coming back in a big way um yeah which it is something that I think is super beneficial if you go to someone who is a chiropractor and do not let your personal trainer crack any bone on your body ever (laughs) it is not within a trainer's scope of practice to touch their clients at all so like the stuff that I see sometimes just being in the industry for over 10 years I'm like oh my god stop (laughs) yeah and that's another thing too is um another reason on top of everything else that I stay away from like the diet stuff is like that again is not really in a personal trainer scope of practice I'm not a dietitian I'm not a nutritionist I don't know anything about your medical history other than what you've told me to make sure that you know we don't do any movements that are going to hurt you but like your body is so complex and so specific that me being like well you know it's common knowledge that if you eat this much protein and this much fat and this much you know whatever a day that's going to be good for you Mm. no no um and I know a lot of trainers that do especially in California where I live it's actually legal to like give you know certain nutritional advice up to a certain extent um so they can do that they can but that doesn't mean that they know what they're talking about and it doesn't mean that it's going to be the best thing for you and your body either so that's just another perspective on that as well yeah. And in, in most states, there's pretty clear lines. Like we are not yeah. allowed to give meal plans. We can give mm-hmm. recommendations, but we cannot give meal plans. And there's, you see that happen all the time. It's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, I do habit like nutritional habit coaching Yeah, um, because I'm certified in that. But beyond that, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, anything else, like if you really want to go deep into like fasting or you know, like eating for your blood type, things like that, that I think, you know, could work for anybody. I'm just not the person to give you advice on that. So I am very quick to refer people out. um, If I feel like I can't do things and that's, that's super important. Um, Now, before we kind of get into some of the rapid fire questions and, you know, talking a little bit more about where people can find you, I'm just curious, you know, for someone listening to this, that maybe isn't happy with the way that they look and feel. Uh, and maybe they do feel like, okay, I, I, I would like to lose weight. Like they have that goal and they're listening to this and saying, now I don't even know where to start. Like, apparently that's not what I'm supposed to feel or I'm not supposed to think that. What's like one of the first steps that you would recommend this person take to start on their journey to just get healthier and feel better? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is that don't feel bad if you want to lose weight do not like punish yourself for looking in the mirror and not liking what you see one because we've all been taught right our entire lives we are so influenced by society our parents our family the media everything um to think our body should look a certain way whatever that may be so it's not your fault and wanting to lose weight is not necessarily a bad thing does doesn't mean you're a bad person at all losing weight is not a bad thing inherently um and everyone's relationship with their body is very just being a human and this flesh vehicle thing that you've got it's a complicated experience right like 
that's just it just is what it is so first of all just letting go of that like any shame and guilt that you might feel about not liking your body or just that deep hatred that you might have for your body I know I've been there people you know it's um just let go of the guilt of that um first things that you're not going to get anywhere by holding on to like well I thought I wanted to lose weight but now I have to throw that out because that's the wrong idea and I'll never be happy if I want to lose weight and it's just like no (laughs) so let that go not easy but that's the first step the second step is actually sitting down to get to know how your body feels because you're like where do I go from here right every day this is what I teach all of my clients and like every program that I've ever taught, this has been part of it for like a week straight. You just sit down with a journal and you ask yourself like a few simple questions in the morning. How do I feel today? Physically, how do I feel? Mentally, how do I feel? Emotionally, how do I feel? What do I think I need? What does my body need today? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to just drink some extra water today? I need to maybe get outside a little bit today. Do I need to read a book? That could be it even too. Like if you're super stressed out and you're like, I just need to get my mind off things. Maybe it's that I need to read a book today. Very, very simple things. Starting to get to know yourself and your body because you have to know those things before you can even start your journey because you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're starting from. You got to know where you're starting from to uh, even know where to go next. So that's mm. my that's my very simple, basic first step for anyone that's looking to, you know, change where they're at now, embark on any kind of wellness, health journey, anything like that. You got to know where you're starting from. Mm. Yes. All about building that awareness. Yeah. Really, really important and very practical tips there. I love that. So before we get into rapid fire questions, Um, I am super impressed by your philosophy and I know that you have a podcast. I know that you're building a a membership site and everything, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to know where they can hear more from you. So where can people find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like you said, the podcast, so my podcast is on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and then like all the other random podcasting places too, but it's called weights wellness and witchery so pretty much sums up everything I've talked about today I do a lot of interviews just with every type of person that could fall into any of those categories Um, and I do some solo shows too so it's a really really like we talk about everything there so it's like no holds barred like it's all there so um, really fun podcast and then you can find me on Instagram or my website and both is total wellness with grace so my website is totalwellnesswithgrace.com and I'm on Instagram as total wellness with grace that's where I spend most of my time is Instagram uh, so please come hang out hit me up send me a message I love meeting new people and talking to them um, and then the membership that I have so I'm working on it right now it should be coming out pretty soon and it's called the misfits of fitness membership and It's going to be like really, really focused on kind of community and connection and finding these other people that feel the same way as you, whether you feel like you're someone who loves working out, but does not care about losing weight, or you're someone who just doesn't feel like you go to the gym and you just feel like you stick out like a sore thumb. Um, You just feel like you have like a very specific or different thought or philosophy on fitness, wellness, and health, but 
you want to find other people who feel the same way or or you want to be part of a mismatched misfits group uh that's going to be us so it's going to be about building friendships it's going to be about working on personal wellness and we're going to have like a couple classes a month and just movement and connection and things like that so you can go to my instagram more details will be coming out soon but yes total wellness with grace uh is where i'm at so you'll find me anywhere with that and I'd love to connect with anyone who's interested so well I love I'm really looking forward to that I think now more than ever we've realized that there's a need for connection and like being able to have a connection kind of outside of just in person like having that mm-hmm. from people all over and having a, a common goal and kind of just a common message and I'm sure all of us at some point have felt like we're misfits in the classic fitness environment, myself included. So I, I love it. I'm really excited to see how that turns out. So just like she said, total wellness with grace, we will link up all of her podcast and website and everything in the show notes here. Alrighty. So it's rapid fire time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. So the first question is, what do you feel is the, the biggest lie or misconception around fitness or wellness? I think it's that there's a one specific healthy weight for your body, no matter who you are, right? Um, I don't even need to go into that because talked about it this whole time, but I think that would be one of the biggest things. Yep. The one size fits all. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What was the best advice you ever received about your fitness, wellness, or health? So this, it's kind of like, I don't know, this is definitely the best advice I'd ever received. And it was when I, after I had my child and I was like losing my weight and I was in the gym and I knew I wanted to become a personal trainer, but in my mind, I couldn't do it until I was fit. Cause I thought no one's going to take me seriously. Like my whole goal was like, I'm going to get fit and then I can be a personal trainer. And at one point my boyfriend was like, why don't you just do it now? And and I don't know why, like up until that point, I thought I couldn't. And he said that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I could just do it right now. And uh, that, that honestly changed my life in a lot of ways. So um, it's not necessarily about fitness or wellness, but it was very, very important to my journey and it, it applies to so many things. So, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. So many of us wait until a specific circumstance changes. We're like, well, when this happens, then I'll do that thing. And it's exactly. like, or you could just, or you could just not wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love that. Really, really powerful. Good. All right. Um, what is something that you used to preach that you no longer advocate for? So I think it would be something along the lines of like tracking macros or something like that. Um, Cause that's what I did when I first really got into fitness. So it was like, you know, forget calories. It's all about macros, but now I'm kind of like, forget all of it. So, yeah. um, and that was for a very short period. I, that was even before I was a coach. That was just me on my Instagram being like, this is, you know, my macro breakdown. This is what I'm eating. This is where I track it. Um, doing things like using before and after pictures to to track progress now I have like a million different ways that I encourage people to track their progress so but it'd be things like that definitely Hmm. awesome all right and then finally what is your favorite quote and why 
So I had to think about this and uh, I'm not really a quote person, but I do have one quote that I would say is like, I don't know if it's like my favorite, but it's definitely like a philosophy that I subscribe to. And that is that uh, there is no failure, only feedback. Mm. So, um, sorry, I was just getting an incoming call from my sister. I had to call that. Um, there's no failure, only feedback. And I think it was uh, like Gary Allen, I think is his name. So he wrote a bunch of books about like finance and being rich or something like that. But anyway, the quote itself uh, is really important because um, I think a lot of us are really afraid of failure, right? We're afraid of trying new things. We're afraid of not instantly being the best at something where, especially as an entrepreneur, which I'm sure you understand, like everything you do is an experiment. You have to think about it that way. And if it doesn't work out, then you look at it and you go, hmm, why not? <laughs> why didn't it work out? What can I change? What can I do differently? Or just like, yeah. that was interesting. Time to try something else. And uh not getting so down on yourself when you think you failed because there's you as long as you keep going there's never failure so absolutely yes it's what is there's another one similar to that it's like you you either win or you learn or you like you either succeed exactly something like that so I love it I love it so much well, Grace, this was awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I can tell we just scratched the surface. I was like, oh man, there's so much more I want to talk about. So I would love to have you on again. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you listening, if you got value from this episode, definitely leave a review, subscribe, and tag Grace and I on social media and just let us know what your main takeaway was. What's that one thing that you feel like is going to help you kind of change or improve your behaviors or your mental state uh, immediately that you can implement? Let us know. I would love to hear. All right, Grace, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Have a pain-free day, my friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I'd really appreciate it if you could like, subscribe, and leave a review on the podcast so that more people can hear us in the future. Have a pain-free day.